The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Yeah, welcome to another episode of Get Paid, your one-stop shop for all things fantasy, gambling, and daily fantasy. We are proud partners of Underdog Podcasts. You can also find us on Podcast One. You are listening, as usual, to Sean and Brad. Brad, I got to say, it's like I saw you yesterday. It seems like we're inseparable in a way, does it not? <laughs> so I um, I was in Florida. Uh, I was in Miami this weekend. I actually spent some time with Sam, my co-host of the Functional Sportsaholic I spent some time with Brad, um, obviously the co-host of this and the Pick 6 podcast. Uh, Brad and I were fortunate enough to spend, what did we, we were Saturday, we were in Fort Lauderdale, is that right? Correct, correct, yeah, um, Saturday night, Fort Lauderdale, Sunday, Miami Beach, Yeah. and uh, just like a couple of young studs, we spent the entire day in my condo. <laughs> So under, a bl- under our own blankets, but under, under blankets, blankets, trying not sure. to fall asleep watching it because we didn't get any sleep on uh, basically Saturday night. What was that? I seriously, I probably got like two and a half to three hours sleep. I think you got about four. Yeah, I got um, I got about one more, and you did. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I needed to eat because I um I had I think one too many whiskeys uh, when I was out on Saturday. But uh, yeah, we did watch all the games. It was quite the experience. We watched actually two games. Uh, at a time all day, so you and I watched live. We watched the Baltimore-Cleveland game. Uh, that was the primary one. We watched the Kansas City-Detroit game at the same time. And then the afternoon, what did we do? We, we split time, I think, between the Bears and the Vikings and the Rams and the yeah. Bucks. And that Rams and Bucks game was so wild, we ended up just kind of – because we were planning on watching that Minnesota-Chicago game. But the that game was so wild in L.A., so we, we kind of switched to that. And then, uh, then fell, uh, finished up the night with Sunday night football like good boys. So uh, yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was a weekend. Um, I got a ton of sleep last night. I feel like I got zero because I'm still behind. But yeah, so it goes. Um, so look, man, I, let's just dig right into it. I have been on Bavada Sportsbook. I have all the lines. Um, we saw what actually. Why don't we do a little bit of commentary about last week? Um, since we watched that Detroit and Kansas City game, my thought was, Brad, I think you agree with this. Um, actually, I should say I know you do because we talked about this a lot. <laughs> but Kansas City looked like they never even got off the bus, and they still put up 34 points. They were so flat. Uh, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever really sat down and watched Kansas City play with Patrick Mahomes. Mm. But let me tell you something. I didn't see any of the juice that I saw yeah. in, been seeing in the highlights. Yeah, and that's because I bet them. We bet them, <laughs> of course. You yeah, know, the I one know. time, the one time they don't come out looking like the greatest show on grass know, or turf. Know. Or, you know, yeah, credit, they, they looked flat. Credit, um, you know, credit Detroit because I think you know what they basically did was they they did their best to get a rush with their defensive line, and they dropped everybody into into coverage and just did the best they could. Now that said. I got to say, Mahomes didn't look that great. But again, they put up 34 points. I know I think seven of them was on a defensive touchdown, but they didn't look great, and they got freaking 27 points out of their offense, I think. So um, that just shows you. I mean, so (laughs) uh, they didn't look great. That may be the worst game they'll play all year. And they got a victory on the road against an undefeated team. I mean, let's just. Yeah. And Detroit, that's what happened. And Detroit was Detroit played really well, man. Like, um, you know, they had the the thing going with the rushing game that was really good. The other thing that I think, again, we both noticed, and this is a game we watched, is like the Rams just don't look right. They just don't look right. 
Um, you know, I, I thought, and, and this is one of the games we disagreed on, I thought, we both thought the Rams would win. And I think you may, might even took him in your uh, survivor pool. Um, I absolutely did that. Yeah, of course you did. Um, I took yeah. I, I took the Rams to win the game, but I actually took the the Bucks to cover because I thought ten was too much of a spread because Tampa can score and the, and and you know I thought that this would be like a mid thirties for for Los Angeles and um, and a high twenties mid to high twenties for Tampa. So I just wasn't comfortable with it. Um, and then Tampa comes out and they just did whatever the hell they wanted um, offensively. And this was a game that Jameis they Winston did. didn't have multiple turnovers. And I, I'll say yeah. this, Brad. I'll say this. We were sitting on the couch and I said. And I think Tampa at this point, it was like midway through the fourth quarter and winning by 17. I'm like, I still think Tampa's going to lose this game. Right, right. And We're I both said, saying that. Yeah, and I said, um, you know, what this is is like, you know, um, you know, Jameis Winston is going to throw, like, throw a ball up for grabs at some point. And really, it's a matter of whether or not they catch it. And he threw the ball up for grabs, and three Rams ran into each other. One of them, I think, was concussed and out for the game. I said, there you go. That's it. They dropped that interception. I think Tampa might even have scored on that drive. I said, that's, that's it. That's the cover right there. Um, the Rams could have won that game. They dropped that interception. Um, I think two two of those players got hurt. And so that's the secret to Jameis Winston, man. If you just throw the ball, if you just throw the ball up for grabs and hope that the the, the safeties run into each other, then he's going to win games. But now credit um, credit, he did throw one really really awful interception late in the game um, that gave LA some life. But Tampa, man, that offense can put up points. And uh, when you're a gambler, and this is what this show is about. Um, you know, that's a big deal. Daily fantasy, it's a big deal. And if, if a team can put up points and Tampa's getting 10 points, um, you know, I don't think I'll bet against Tampa in any situation like that for the rest of the year, except for maybe against like the Patriots or something like that. You know, and it just, it seems like the Rams don't know themselves anymore. Yes. Like, yeah. right. Like they're all, they're uncomfortable. They don't know who they are. And, uh, it's, it's coming out bad. It just looks, it looks off and Tampa just punched him in the mouth you yeah know, defense and and the one thing i took away from that game dude is how fast indomitian sue is and <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that, right was it a that, fumble he picked up yeah dude, that, dude, he picked uh... up. that blew my mind man <laughs> i started thinking that guy outweighs you and i by 150 pounds i know and uh he would he would destroy us in a sprint he 100 yard would. sprint a hundred yard sprint, that guy would beat us by thirty yards. I'm not exaggerating. He'd for guys, for me and you both, we both run sprints like as as part of our kind of like our physical exercise and all that. And it's, it's, so it's not like we're not in shape. But you're right, he would blow us away. And that's the crazy thing. I remember. Um, I think I've told this story on the other podcast, and I won't go too far into this. But when I moved up to Chicago Lands, um, they have these flag football leagues, you know, and they're more. Um, they're more contact than I was accustomed to in the flag football leagues in Florida. Like it's full contact except for the person who's holding the ball. You have to pull the flag, but there's like crackback blocks. There's like everything. And there was this guy that played, I think like semi, semi, semi pro. This is like off, 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 off Broadway. And he was 300 pounds. And I swear he ran about a four, six and they ran yeah. a wide receiver screen. And I was either the linebacker or the corner. And his job was to block me. And he came off the line of scrimmage and I was watching him you know, I'm 5'8". At that point, I was probably in really good shape at that point. So I was probably like 160, 165 against this like six foot two, 300-something guy who's running 4'6". Coming at you like a missile. Oh, my gosh. And he was looking – and you know like he was relishing because he's like this small guy. I'm going to not – oh, there goes the Packers helmet in the background. Just that's like a bad it happened. Omen. Just like Thursday night, man. Yeah, that's a bad <laughs> yeah, omen. That's a bad one. 
So anyway, to finish my story, like, so this dude is, you know, he's relishing this because like it's this small guy that he's gonna just beat the crap out of. And so oh, you, know, yeah. you know what I did, Brad, is I jump and I I jumped and tucked because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take this guy on. Like I'll break I'll break my back trying to take him on. So I jumped and got into the ball position, and he knocked me out of the air like I was a pinata, and I fell back, and it was so fast that he knocked me like three yards backwards, and I hit the ground, and popped back up and almost made a play. Because I knew that I was going to get wrecked, and I thought the only thing here is to curl up, you know, like um, like an armadillo, curl up basically. And cower. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Curl that was it. Cower. It was the cower. And then like everybody on this, everybody on my team was like, "Oh, I was like, they're like, are you okay? Do you need to come out for a play?" I'm like, "No, no, no, I'm good. I, I was, you know, I ducked and covered on that one." But hey, Brad. So uh, actually, before we get rolling, one more note about the Sunday night game that we were both watching. Uh, there was a lot of talk about Kellen Moore, who um, looked. This is the first time you and I saw him since he was a since he was a coordinator. Like I didn't see any tape of him on the sideline or anything. He looks like a boy, and he actually looks like the guy that was like the lead zombie in Warm Bodies, which I texted you that picture. Uh, maybe I'll tweet that out. But um, everybody pick him up. I feel like it's the first time I saw him. Yeah, I, he's a first year. He was a backup quarterback for a while. I think he might have joined the coaching staff as like a quality control guy last year. But they were grooming him almost like Garrett back in the day when Garrett was on the Wade Phillips staff. They were kind of grooming him to be the next like offensive coordinator. They always groom these guys, but. You know, he sure. did well the first few games. He didn't do so well. But, I, 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 you know, that's, I guess, my point. Him and Dak Prescott are kind of coming under some heat. Can we just, like, every now and then just give credit to, like, a defense? You know, like, New Orleans just throttled them defensively. I didn't think Dak Prescott played a bad game. If anything, I think his teammates let him down. Amari Cooper couldn't get any separation. Jason Witten fumbled. Uh, there was a play that Randall Cobb, if not scored, he could have picked up a big chunk yardage play. He moved his head. He was looking upfield before he caught the ball. Like his, it, it, this wasn't an anti Dick Prescott thing. It, it bugs me. And I'm not a Dallas. I hate Dallas. But it's like let's get off this narrative, this stupid narrative about like you know. It, sometimes you just get outplayed, and New Orleans played a hell of a game defensively, and uh, you know. Sometimes you get outplayed. Yeah, and man. by the way, I mean, <laughs> going into New England, New Orleans. going into Kansas City, oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. going into New Orleans, like these are like the, as as tough as it gets. Yeah. Okay. And they were in the game, and you know, I I'm starting to to think like, why is everybody so hard on Dak? Yeah. Right. I mean. Cam Newton has been the biggest putz I have ever seen for a decade. And nobody dumps on him. And it just yeah. blows my mind. And Dak, like, I mean, he's he's not Patrick Mahomes, but. Who is? Who is? Yeah. So, like, Jesus. I mean, just give the guy a second, man. And let's not forget how young he is. Yeah. You know? And not I, only, I don't there, know there what was... it is. There was one play, I think, in the first half that was like that. Like my eyes almost popped out of my head, and I know Dallas lost; it didn't get anything going. But he stood back. We were talking about that that play where I got blown up. Right, you got a defender who's at the peak of physical like fitness. He's probably two hundred eighty pounds and six foot four, running at you full speed, and he's right in Dak's face coming forward. And Dak has like an out route, maybe to the tight end or something, maybe to Witten, and he he sees a guy coming, knows he's going to take a hit delivers a ball, takes the hit, ball's accurate, and they get that might have been the drive they got their touchdown on. And um, right. and I, I said, now that is a quarterback that you can win a Super Bowl with. Somebody who can who can stand up and take that hit because Jared Goff got to the Super Bowl, 
doesn't take that hit in games. He gets happy feet. You know, um, Kirk Cousins. I, I could name a ton of quarterbacks off the top of my head. Even Brady doesn't love taking those hits. He'll do it, but he doesn't love it, right? Right. Dak Prescott took that hit, and I thought, you know, as, as much criticism has come to that game, they should just, you know, Dallas's PR department should just be showing that replay over and over again. Look how tough this dude is. Put the ball on the money. You know, he didn't miss a ton of throws. He didn't win the game, but you don't win every game, man. So just stop. You and don't I, win every game. And I, mean, I don't like on. Dallas. I want to repeat that. I don't like Dallas, like, at right, all. Right, right. Um, We're in not fact, Dallas fans in any way. In fact, you and I, Brad, both had money on Dallas in that game to cover. So if anything, I should be jumping on the, the Dak Prescott and the Kellen Moore stuff. But just sometimes shit happens, man. Like, the the New Orleans the New Orleans defensive line was like a, like a hornet's nest all night. The and crowd was fumbles, juiced. Huh? The Cowboys, the Cowboys fumbled twice, correct? Yeah, Witten and I believe Ezekiel Elliott, although he was probably down, but you know, it's about I it's will, about time a yeah. call goes New Orleans' way. So, you know. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, right. So anyway, like you know, sometimes he got to outplayed, and I give credit, full credit to that New Orleans defense, man. Lattimore shut down Cooper and they couldn't Dallas just couldn't get string first downs together. So kudos to them. But Brad, let's get into it. We got fifteen games this week. I know Miami's on by. There's another team on by. I didn't look who it is. Um I've been uh, I've been strapped for time because I didn't watch any football yesterday as I was flying back from Miami. But uh, we start on Thursday night. Uh, it's the Rams versus the Seahawks. Uh, according to Bavada, the Rams are getting two points. So it's Rams plus two at Seattle. What do you think? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm going to take Seattle. I don't think the Rams know what, which way they're walking. You know what I mean? Yeah. They forgot how to dance and they got two left feet. I don't know what I don't know what it is. Yeah. But uh, I like Seattle for sure. This one, I don't know what to do on this one um, because I look at Seattle. And I, you know, I, I definitely respect them. And Russell Wilson, we talk about him and all that. Um, you know, Seattle, they took care of business against Cincinnati. Um, they beat Pittsburgh with a bad Pittsburgh, uh, like uh, Mason Rudolph in his, you know, kind of first action. And I forgot who they beat. Um, I forgot who they're, oh, um, this last week in Arizona. So those are their three victories. Not great victories in my mind and then they got handled by new orleans who you know we saw just handled uh, dallas too which so respect to them you know four games in is seattle as good as their three and one record the rams were undefeated before you know they gave up all right. that yardage um bruce arians is somewhat familiar with his time in arizona so you know it, he was pretty well prepared to play against it you know i just don't know what to do in this game i take this i take thursdays off my board anyway although i am three and oh on thursdays go <laughs> It's about the only day I'm 3-0 and on this year. But um, I'm going to take the Rams because everything, all my analytics and stuff, they're saying, like, look, you know, the Rams, they're, they're able to put up points. Seattle, eh, you know, who they've beaten hasn't been that great. And I think I agree with you, Sam. I think Seattle's the better team. I think Seattle should win this game. But the Rams haven't just been embarrassed. Um, I got to think that they're going to play with a little bit more pride. And McVay, I mean, you got to get the ball into Todd Gurley's hands. Five carries for 16 yards against Tampa Bay, dude. Something weird happened with Gurley at some point. It, it, the whole thing got weird, like, 10 months ago. I don't, I can't well, explain it. So I was listening, actually, to Hurd. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to Colin Coward today. Um, I watched today's no. episode, and, and Colin made a really good point, is basically when, when Belichick got into the uh, – you know, into the Super Bowl, and New, New England, you know, gave uh, L.A. fits, you know. And uh, he said, you know, they were basically playing with a six-man front, and the rest of the NFL is copying that. And the Rams just, I don't think, have been able to figure out how to get their run game going. It's like the, the rest of the NFL has kind of figured out how to stop the Rams' run game, whether 
it's Gurley or um, or Brown or whoever they got going. I got to think that they're going to figure it out. And and at some point they're going to. Maybe I'm a damn fool. Again, I take – this is a game, even if it was on Monday, I don't care. Thursday, I, I definitely take it off my board. I can't wrap my head around this game. I wrote down Rams 30, Seattle 27, only because I think McVay will figure it out, only because I think the Rams are going to want to play with some pride. And and because, you know, the Rams have had Seattle's number recently, you know, in recent seasons. I don't know, man. I'm I'm on the fence on this one. I, I, I admit I really have no idea. This certainly won't make our pick six, but I, I like Seattle. Yeah. I, and I don't really have much doubt to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we won't add it to that or to our pick six then. Uh right. fantasy wise, um, you know, golf I think will have an okay game. Russell Wilson have a okay game. I think Gurley does okay, but I'm a little worried. I mean, let's be real about this. I, I'm worried about him. Um, receivers wise, I actually think Cup has his worst game of the season. If you're gonna play Rams receivers, I would say it's it's either Woods or uh or Cook. Um, and then maybe the tight end, maybe Everett or, or Higby gets in the end zone for Seattle. It, for me, it's, uh, it's, uh, Russell Wilson all day, Carson all day. Um, I actually like DK Metcalf and, uh, Lockett. So my analytics are saying they like the Seattle offense in this one. Um, you know, my, my computations for the betting is more Rams, um, more on the Rams side because the Rams can put up more points and it kind of favors offenses that can put up points, but I'm taking it off my board, Brad. I'll be honest with you. Okay. All right, Brad, let's move it over. We have Arizona, according to Bavada, plus three and a half at Cincinnati. Arizona plus three and a half at Cincinnati? Yeah. Uh, you know, I like Cincinnati to bounce back after they got kind of came out with nothing last night. Um, just the law of, I don't know what the parody. Maybe the law of. Yeah, the parody of the NFL, the law of reciprocity, any type of BS you want to add to it. You know, I don't think a team can look so bad two weeks in a row. I think they have some pride and some juice in them, and I think they win pretty well this week. Yeah, and, you know, going on the division, you know, on the road in the division to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, you know, was taking a lot of heat, um, you know, in the last week when they uh, got handled uh, by uh, San Francisco in spite of, you know, being so far up in the in the plus-minus margin turnovers-wise. Um, I'm actually taking Arizona in this one, Brad. I think Arizona right now is the better team. Um, mm. I don't uh, I don't disagree with anything you said, but my concern for Cincinnati is they have Joe Mixon and they have Gio Bernard. Those running backs should be able to get it going. <coughs> Excuse me. And um, and their head coach just can't figure it out. It's almost like what we're seeing, what we're seeing with the Rams. They're just they're not they're not figuring it out. They have the talent, but they can't figure out the play calling. I don't like it. Arizona plays the run tough enough anyway. Uh, they're going to be able to put up points. I don't know that Cincinnati's um, offense is going to be able to put it up, you know, those points as well. So there's two for two disagreements, Brad. Let's hope we can find six for the, for later. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, Fantasy-wise, excuse me, I'm going to cough again. <coughs> Fantasy-wise. Uh, I mean, I'm not married to it. You could convince me to, to pick Arizona. I mean, I don't care. Yeah. Thing. So I just picked one. Like of all the games, this is the one I least care about. Yeah, so right. I'll just let that be said. Yeah. Um, Cincinnati, it, Andy Dalton, I have at 24 uh, this week. So that's a nice projection. I think he'll be able to put up some points. Arizona, I, I have Kyler Murray actually a little bit down, but I think David Johnson has a nice game. Um, I like Kirk and, um, and Fitzgerald. Um, from a fantasy point of view on Arizona, I don't really like anybody else from Cincinnati outside of possibly Tyler Eifert. It seems like they give up a lot of touchdowns to tight ends. Maybe Uzuma is your person. Uh, maybe it's uh, Tyler Eifert. For me, it's Eifert. I think he'll get the targets there. So he's my daily fantasy sleeper in this game. All right, let's move it on, Brad. We have uh, Atlanta, according to Bavada, plus five at Houston. 
Uh, so here's another one, Atlanta. I mean, that's, that's another team. As soon as I go against them, they're going to cover easy and probably take the win. So you know what? I'm going Atlanta. Come on, baby. <laughs> There's three for three disagreements. I'm going Houston, man. I've given up on Atlanta. Um, I watched that Tennessee, Brad, I caught up I, on, on some of the games. I haven't watched all of them from last week, but. I caught up on that Tennessee-Atlanta game today, and I'm watching it, and I'm just like, I'm trying to figure out, like, how in the hell did Atlanta lose this game? Not No disrespect to Tennessee, because I like Tennessee, and you do too, Brad. We both do. But from a matchup point of view, like, Tennessee's strong against the run, but Atlanta doesn't care about the run. I thought Atlanta was going to find some, some windows in the passing game, and they did have some windows, but Matt Ryan couldn't hit them. This, to me, this Atlanta team, Matt Ryan... Ryan, Matt Ryan has like a wet noodle for an arm. I don't know what's going on with him. He does yeah. not look like he's looked in previous seasons. Like he's like, it would not shock me in the least if we found out like after the season that he tore his labrum in camp and they just kept on under wraps. Because like physically, he does not look like the same person to me. Um, he's throwing interceptions. Yeah, I mean, that's decision making. But I'm actually talking about physically, his arm strength looks less than I've seen it in every other season. It's wild. Um, Atlanta doesn't care about running the ball. You know, Houston, Atlanta's given up chunk yardage in the passing game. Houston can take advantage of that. Um, I, I got to go with Houston at the home team here, and I think it's not going to be close, but you're you're right, Brad. It's like Atlanta. Who the hell are they? Yeah, right. Um, I, I've, I've officially given up on them, though. I, I'm, I'm on Houston. I'm on Houston actually pretty hard on this week. You know, I, I like them quite a bit. But uh, let's move. Oh, um, fantasy-wise, you know, I think Matt Ryan will score, but I don't think he'll score any meaningful points against the game. I think he'll get, like, late, late touchdowns. I think um, Devonta Freeman, I don't usually like him, but I think he gets in the end zone with a pass uh, receiving touchdown, like a screen pass. Julio Jones, I like every week. Um, I'm more high on Sanu than this week than I am on Ridley. And uh, Hooper, I don't think he'll get in the end zone. We've been correct all four games of the season so far with Hooper. Will he or won't he? I do not think he'll get in the end zone. Let's see if I can go five for five. Houston, I like Deshaun Watson. Um, don't like the running backs, uh, but I think the receivers, especially uh, Hopkins, is uh, is going to go off this game. All right, let's move it on, Brad. We have Baltimore, according to Bavada, minus three and a half at Pittsburgh division matchup. Both uh, Pittsburgh coming off the big win, Baltimore coming off the uh, the loss to Cleveland. Oh man, you know I, I think that uh, Baltimore bounces back. You know I think they they regain form, and I think they go into Pittsburgh and handle theirs. I agree. Um, so I, I was actually looking before um, the game. My analytics spat out Baltimore. I, I wrote down my thing before I looked at the analytics, so they lined up. And I thought, you know, every anytime I'm like, uh, you know, a division, a division home underdog, I, I find it hard to bet against them. We actually got burned on that two weeks ago, Brad. But yeah. I looked, you know, what's what's Pittsburgh's, you know, um, biggest issue offensively is their ability to throw the ball deep. Baltimore's issue um, offensively. I'm sorry, defensively, they can't cover the deep pass. I don't think Pittsburgh's going to be able to de- hit the deep ball on Baltimore quite a bit. Um, then I got, um, let's see, um, the run game. Pittsburgh isn't really running the ball that well, and they can't defend the run that well. I just think matchup-wise, this is the Baltimore thing. If I am talking daily fantasy here, I like Lamar Jackson. Um, I don't love Ingram, but I like Marquise Brown a little bit more and Mark Andrews quite a bit against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, I like James Conner and really nothing else. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, and that's it. James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't really like any of the other guys. All right, let's move it on. We have Buffalo Brad, according to Bavada, plus three at Tennessee. Interesting game, this one. Very interesting. Uh, you know, I thought Buffalo, man— I... You barely, barely lose to New England. That says something. I'm sorry. I mm-hmm. mean, they hung in there big time with New England and scrapped. And, uh, of course, they didn't pull it out because 
It's New England. Mm. But, um, dude, I think Buffalo may be way, way, way better than most teams in this league. Yeah, I know. I think we we um we could admit this. I mean, we we missed in the AFC East preview way 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 right. like two three months right. ago when we did that. Um, Buffalo is a lot better, um, and I think that comes down to Josh Allen being a better thrower than we thought he would be at this point in the season. Um, you're right. I mean, they they lost to New England. It was sixteen to ten. You got that pick. We that was one of the ones we were split on last week, Brad. You got that pick right. Um, and I got it wrong, um, so you got the cover there. But, you know, New England won that game basically because they returned a blocked punt for a touchdown, and that was the difference in the game. <laughs> right? I yeah. mean, come on. And, and, you know, it's just like New England to do something like that, right? And, and that's cool, and, and there's no need to take away from what they did. Mm. But that being said, when it comes down to the majority of the game, offense versus defense, Buffalo, I mean, Buffalo probably had the best of them, no? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I would say so. And, and Brady, I think, had his worst game in the last couple seasons. And I think he was like 18 to 39 or something like that. Um, yeah, man, Buffalo's defense is for real. We knew that coming in. We knew that coming in. But what we weren't sure about was the offense. And they're, um, you know, what was interesting, Brad, I was looking. I haven't watched a game yet, so I've only looked at the stats. Usually I watch the games before going to the stats because I don't like stats telling the story. They're so misleading sometimes. Um, but, you know, I was looking at the stats, and, and Buffalo seemed to attack New England's Everywhere they wanted to attack him. Frank Gore had a nice game. I think it was like 17 carries and over 100 yards. Uh, Beasley got a lot of catches, so you know they were working kind of the short and intermediate middle. Um, they took some deep shots to uh, John Brown and Zay Jones. Um, so Buffalo was doing what they wanted to do. It just didn't work out. And, hey, it's the Patriots, right? They're uh, they're the best team, and they're like two out of the last three Super Bowls for a reason. So kudos to Buffalo, though. That, I mean, they definitely are, are one of my um, – I would say more favorite teams in the league. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want if you know if I was rooting for a team, I wouldn't want to face them. They're they're tough to score on and they can move the ball. So good for them, man. Um, fantasy wise, uh, I, we don't know if Josh Allen's going to play. That's the big thing. Um, this might come back to Matt Barkley. So I, I'm with you, Brad. By the way, I'm taking Buffalo to cover, but that's assuming Allen plays. If Allen plays, I don't love him. I wouldn't buy him actually in daily fantasy. I think this is going to be a defensive matchup. I think the best guy would probably be either Frank Gore or John. Um, um, oh, you know what? Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley has a really nice projection, so he's my daily fantasy kind of sleeper guy there. Uh, Tennessee, I think this is Derrick Henry and nobody else. I think this is going to be – I think I wrote down 17-16. I don't think – I wouldn't be surprised if neither team uh, hits 20 there. All right, uh, Brad, next game on the list. Oakland, according to Bavada, minus 4.5. Uh, they're at home against Chicago. So it's Chicago, I'm sorry, plus 4.5 at Oakland. Chicago is plus four and wait, a half. Wait, wait, wait. Let me that does not sound right to me. Yeah, I right, think, right. I feel like uh, hold on. Sorry, let me. Chicago uh, would be the favorites. No, I feel like that is the case. Let me uh, let me go back up to Old Bavada. Sorry, everybody. I wrote down, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty at Chicago minus four and a half. Um, loading, loading, loading. What is the prognosis? Yeah, Chicago's minus four and a half. My apologies. Yeah, um, I actually like Oakland to cover this one. I, I, this is one of my favorite ones so far. I think uh, – uh, <laughs> you know what? I don't know a goddamn thing. Your turn. <laughs> I have no idea. 
I like I like Oakland's in this one. Um, Oakland's been playing better at home. They came out um, on fire at three out of their first four games, um, and that includes the loss to Kansas City. They came out on fire in three of the four, uh, first four. They were flat last week against Minnesota. I had my question marks because I actually like Indianapolis um, this year as well. I think they beat a good Indianapolis team. Now, uh, Vontez Perfect, he's out. It seemed like the, the Colts were trying to attack the middle um, running game. Um, I think him being out for the season hurts the Oakland defense, but I also don't love the, still yet, I don't love the Chicago offense. I mean, they took apart the Washington Redskins, um, and then they won a game uh, last week against uh, Minnesota by scoring 16 points. I mean, right, right. I, you know, I'm not a big believer. They are 3-1, and one, so good for them, but this defense is legit. I do think that Oakland has the kind of offense that can move the ball. Um, they're going to use the tight end. They're going to try to get... Um, short passes, and they're just going to slam Josh Jacobs, their rookie running back's head against the line of scrimmage, and uh, be be fine with that two to three yards every time he runs. So this is the type of team that's going to, I think, give Chicago problems. I think it's a field goal game anyway. I actually think Oakland wins in an upset since they're at home, um, but I like that. I like the four four and a half points there. Me too. Yeah. Me too. So I'm I'm with you, Brad. So uh, so there you go. We uh, we disagreed on the first three. We agree on the next three. That's good news. Uh-huh. We're halfway to our pick six, right? Um, Fantasy-wise, this is not a game I'd love um, either offense, honestly. Um, looking across, uh, I think Allen Robinson has opportunity to score in this game, get in the end zone. Um, if Taylor Gabriel plays, I think he gets in. Um, Oakland, I think you can look for touchdowns from Terrell Williams, and I do think Darren Waller gets in the end zone this week. Moreau got the touchdown last week. Um, so I do think it's going to be a very close game, uh, maybe two touchdowns for each team. So it's going to be like which which kicker can hit their field goals, basically. Uh, okay, moving on, Brad. Jacksonville, according to Bavada, plus three and a half at Carolina, which I was surprised that uh, Jacksonville was a uh, was an underdog, honestly, but they're on the road. Yeah, I'm surprised about that as well. So then we're both going to have to take Jacksonville. Yeah. Enough said. Yeah, I yeah. like them. Yeah, Jacksonville's defense, even without Ramsey, um, was strong. Uh, Carolina, I like Kyle Allen. Don't get me wrong. I like him. Um, I think he might even be the better quarterback for Carolina at this point than Cam Newton. Cam Newton's out, so he's going to be playing again. Um, Jacksonville's defense is legit. Um, I think Carolina is going to have a tough time scoring, even though they have that monster Christian McCaffrey on their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, they, they, they were able to get Fournette going last week, well over 200 yards. I've been talking on this show for a while, how much I like Gardner Minshew. And I think this passing attack is better than it's been. Um, and probably like the last five years, uh, maybe it, this is the best Jacksonville passing attack since Blake Bortles um, second season in the NFL. So it's been quite a while. Uh, fantasy wise, I don't love Minshew. I do like Fournette. Um, I do like Chark. I do like Chris Conley. I don't like anybody else there. On Carolina, you got to start Christian McCaffrey every week. And I think DJ Moore has a chance to get in the end zone, and so does Greg Olson. Uh, but, um, yeah, Jacksonville getting points here with that defense. I'll take that. All right, Brad, mm-hmm. next game we have on the list, according to Bavada, Minnesota minus six at the Giants. Oh, man, you got to go Giants all day with this. For sure. I'm all in on Giants. That's a lot of points for Minnesota. That's Come a lot on. of points, right? That's a lot on the of road for Minnesota. I don't love it. I, I don't love it, but I'm taking Minnesota in this one. I disagree with you. Um, but that's a lot of points, man. I was thinking yeah. this is going to be a field goal game. Um, I would have guessed that if Minnesota was a field goal favorite in in New York, then I would have been all in on that. But I, that seems high to me. I wonder if this is like Daniel Jones fever, um, you know, with the uh, fans of uh, New York like betting up the line or something like that. Um, no, that would be that would 
wouldn't be the case. It would be the opposite effect. It'd be the other way. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Minnesota. Yeah, maybe Vegas knows something we don't. I mean, of course they do. <laughs> well, of course, <laughs> of course but yeah, right. But maybe, maybe more than one thing. Maybe they know ten more things than we do this week. You know, so. Yeah, I, I mean, Dalvin. They have Dalvin Cook. They're going to be able to control the clock. Um, Daniel Jones, even though you know he's won his first two starts, he's given the ball up. Minnesota's an opportunity, uh, opportunistic defense. So Minnesota, I think, is going to win that uh, defensive matchup. I think offensively they're going to win with Dalvin Cook, and they still have Thielen and Diggs, although not that Kirk Cousins has been able to uh, capitalize on that, uh, that tandem um, recently. So Minnesota had their opportunities, um, and in fact, I think that was another one we were watching the game. He had Thielen deep, and uh, Cousins missed the throw. And what did I say? It was like the first quarter. I said, that's that's the cover. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that, right. You, you, did, you can't yeah. miss opportunities against right. Chicago's defense. You just cannot. Right, cannot. And um, the Giants, you can miss opportunities and find some more later. So, sure, sure. Look, I don't love it. I'm not going to bet this. Six points is too much for me. Um, but uh, but I am taking Minnesota in this game, so there you go. Uh, Fantasy-wise, I don't like Cousins. Cook is a weekly start. you got to start him. I don't have him at a high projection, so I wouldn't buy him in Daily Fantasy. What else do we got? Um, not really loving anything other than Thielen there. The Giants, I think they're going to have tough sledding across the board. I would say start Gallman, but I really don't like anybody else outside of maybe Sterling Shepard. But in this matchup, I don't love it either. Um, so I'm not there. Although one thing I'll say, I missed that, uh, Evan Ingram. I think Evan Ingram gets in the end zone once, possibly even twice. Um, so there you go. All right. Next one. I think this is an interesting one, Brad, because Sam Darnold is now questionable for this week. So oh, he might okay. come back. Oh. Um, the Jets are plus 13 and a half, according to Bavada at Philadelphia. This is interesting, actually. Um, I like Philadelphia, and I think they've uh, I think they're overrated, especially when Carson Wentz is healthy. I think they t- they tend to be overlooked just because of the past couple years, where uh, you know Wentz was injured, and then he wasn't as likable as Nick Foles, who wasn't as good, but he was more effective, and blah blah blah. Right, but, right, right. Uh, you know, if the, if the line is thirteen and a half against the Jets, I'm going to go Philadelphia. I think they can they can win by fourteen. Yeah, and I'm looking at the matchup, and again, you know, this is like the Darnold factor. I think if if Falk ends up starting, I'm all day on Philadelphia on this one. Um, even with the the two weeks of prep time because they had the bye week last week. Um, here's the thing, it, you know, the the Jets, their one weapon that's working when Falk is the quarterback is Le'Veon Bell, and Philadelphia's strength as a defense is stopping the run. That's why Green Bay had problems. That's why we got that pick right last week, Brad. Is we knew what Green Bay wanted to do. It was still down to the wire, so it could have gone either way, but still, sure. um, you know, Philadelphia is going to be able to stop Le'Veon Bell. So does that mean Luke Falk can make Philadelphia hurt in the passing game? I don't think they're good enough to do that. I did think that Aaron Rodgers was going to give them problems, and that's basically how that game. We we pretty much said that that Thursday right. night game um, was going to go exactly how it went. This game, I see Philadelphia stopping them. If Falk is playing, I don't think he can take advantage. If Dalton's playing, I think he hits like Robbie Anderson over the top once or twice in this game. And so I think that's the difference of the cover for me. Um, but for now, um, because I doubt Darnold's going to play, I'm I'm with Philadelphia. Um, but I'll say that's a toss-up. I'll be on the other side if, uh, if Darnold will play because that's a lot of points. Um, but I do think Philadelphia, if you're in a survivor pool, I think this is the – um, I, there's one better one that I like that we haven't talked about yet, but if uh, Philadelphia, I think, is easy on the survivor pool this week. So, mm-hmm. um, fantasy wise, I just mentioned, um, you know, I think the Jets comes down to whether or not uh, Falk um, or Darnold is starting. Um, I would not play anybody. I do think Jamison Crowder has the better game of the receivers for the uh, for the Jets. 
if Darnold plays, or regardless if he does. But if Darnold plays, I think Crowder gets in the end zone. Philadelphia, I think Wentz is a start. I don't like the running backs. Um, I love Alshon Jeffrey. I love Deshaun Jackson if he plays. Um, I actually don't like um, Ertz as much this week against the Jets. I think they'll try to shut him down and let the other people beat him schematically, but we'll see how that goes. Brad, next game we got. um, Also, to me, an interesting game. We have New England on the road, minus 16 at Washington. Cool. I think Washington can cover this game, man. I think they can win or lose by about 14. And uh, I think that Buffalo was such a difficult out for New England that maybe they're a little beat up, a little bruised up. Maybe they overlook Washington a little bit. And uh, they end up winning by a couple touchdowns. But 16 to me is high for a road team. Um, Washington. You're insane. Yeah, you think so? You are insane. I'll tell you why. You know I know my Washington Redskins, right? Yeah, okay. All right. All I'll right. give you that. Okay, you so that. It, yeah. it, it, even though even though I don't, I'm not the fanatic anymore because as as people who watch, um, who regularly follow this knows, Dan Snyder has ruined my fandom of the of the Washington Redskins. I can't root. I can't root for Dan Snyder to be happy. I just can't do it. I'm not that good of a person. Okay, I'm not a big person. Okay, I'm not. Yeah, so let's, I, let's be I, honest. I, get you. I root yeah. against Dan Snyder. I, I can't get around it. I, I just yeah, can't. I hear you. He's anyway, hard to like. But I know this team. I know this team well. I've been following them for 30 years, right? Um, and, I'm, and I pray that Dan Snyder just sells the team and just puts all, all the fans out of our misery. But uh, he's not going to do it, so it is what it is. But, um, yeah, man, like the Redskins, they can never handle the Patriots. Um, the wheels are kind of falling off the organization. Case Keenum, his foot hurts at this point. He might not play, which means Haskins might be playing. I like Haskins okay, but I've been saying this um, ever since the Washington Redskins drafted him. The the Haskins should har- uh, start hype is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He has way too much. He's way too raw. He has way too much. Um, what's the guy's name? Um, Jameis Winston in him. Throws the ball too high. Misses bad. New England could outscore Washington defensively and off. And actually, this is the stat, Brad, that we heard. New England has scored more points with defense and special teams than they've given up in the yeah, season. Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal. I, I've never heard anything like that of you. Um, I That's have crazy the, the, when Chicago had, um, um, who was that really nasty returner that they had? Um, Hester. Yeah. When they had Hester, Chicago was like that and they, and they carried that through, but I'm telling you, New England's defense is the best it's been, uh, probably since like the early two thousands and, uh, and Washington's offense is as bad as it's been under the, uh, Gruden regime. Um, I see this. I wrote down fifty to six. I think New England could score fifty points if they feel like it. So I'm heavy. Um, I know we don't agree with it, and that's fine. But in my uh, in my uh, pick'em pools and everything, I think that is the one. But everybody's probably already used New England in those survivor pools anyway. So, all right, agree to disagree there, Brad. All right, Brad. Uh, oh, uh, let's see. Fantasy wise, start your Patriots and don't start a single Redskin. There you go. There's my advice. What was your fantasy take there? Start start New England and don't start a single uh, Buffalo Bill. Don't start a single uh, Redskin, Red Washington Redskin. Redskin. Yeah, that's good. Listen, like listen that. to listen to these computer projections. Okay, these are DraftKings numbers too, so they're always inflated more than like uh, than an ESPN league, right? Uh, quarterback, whether it's Haskins, um, and Haskins would actually be worse because I would project more interceptions. A ten. Um, running back, Adrian Peterson, a four. Chris Thompson, a seven, only because they're going to have to throw more screen passes to try to catch up. McLaurin, if he plays, would be a 7.8. Paul Richardson would be a 5.6. Quinn would be a 7.8. Davis, at tight end, would be a 3.6. Don't start any Redskins. That's my computer projection, and that's my personal opinion after watching this damn team for 30 years. Yeah. 
All right, take it easy. Besmirch our good name. I used to have so much pride. You know, I'd be wearing a freaking Redskins hat right now if it weren't for that freaking Dan Snyder. I can't stand that. He's terrible. He's terrible. He's so bad. He's so bad. bad. I'm not going to take it easy, Brad. I know you want me to come. Okay, you're right. You're right. I'm not going to do it. You're right. I'm actually just saying that to infuriate yeah, I you. Know. I know. Like, I, I used to love, you know, I used to just wake up and just be happy that the Redskins were on. And then, like, oh, my gosh. I've never actually gone into the emotion of this. I got to dial it back. You're right. You're right, Brad. I got to dial it back. Let's talk about New England's projections. Brady, stardom. <coughs> um, running backs I don't love because the Redskins give up so much passing yards. I think that'll be the game plan. Um, every receiver, Edelman. Uh, Dorsett, I think, has the best of the game. So if you're looking for daily fantasy, um, he's probably going to be the cheaper of these receivers. But I think he has the biggest game there. Uh, Gordon might be, actually, I think Dorsett because he's been utilized so much. But Dorsett, I think, is the crown jewel of this game. And... Um, and actually, I think Burkhead will get in the end zone on a screen pass this week, too. So there's, a, there's an actual Daily Fantasy little nugget for you. Um, but anyway, nice. Brad, let's move it. Let me put, this, let me put that behind me. Let me put okay. that energy right. behind me. Anyway. Hey, everybody gets one, man. Go ahead. Oh, gosh. Okay. Yep. Uh, another interesting game, I think. Um, Tampa Bay plus three, according to Bavada, at New Orleans. Tampa Bay plus three at New Orleans. That's interesting. That seems really, really low for me. Let's see. I, if, if Tampa was a seven-point underdog, that'd be appropriate for me. Mm. I honestly, and this this sounds a little bit crazy, but from what I've seen so far, it doesn't really appear like the Teddy Bridgewater-led Saints are that much worse than the Drew Brees led Saints, as as nutty as that sounds, it seems like they're just coached very well and they're like a unit. And they're just they're just gonna play well regardless of who's back there. I yeah, I think you gotta give credit to Sean Payton and the coaching staff. And you know, you Sean do. Payton, I, I hate that he wears a vest. All the or not a vest, uh, he may as well be a vest. Um, but that uh, that little hat, what are they called? The visor. I hate that he wears I hate visors. that he wears that face of his. I hate that he's uh, he's all in on the uh, what was it, the juicy fruit or whatever he is like the the big red or whatever gum he chews. And I hate that he always perpetually looks like he's sniffing a fart or sucking a fart directly out of someone's rear end. Yeah, it looks like somebody just farted right in his right in his face. He's always like, he's always puckered yeah. up and you know chewing that gum. I, I don't know. I don't like. But you got to give him props. You got to give him props. Sniffer and all, man. That's what he's this is all about. Really well. it is, it, I like. I don't like to give him props, so I had to. I had to rip him three times before I did. But two, two solid wins, dude. Mm-hmm. Without without Drew Brees, who is not out for the year, so all. Every one of these wins is magnified, man. Mm-hmm. And they had, they played two of the NFC's best, one on the road, and came away with two victories, man. I gotta applaud them. Keep yeah. Keeping those fires, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know they had that. Um, the, the Rams game could have been different if they didn't, if the refs didn't blow the whistle um, a little bit early. Now they could have lost that game to Houston to start the year, but you know it's the NFL. You are what your record says you are. They're three and one, two wins with Teddy Bridgewater, who's twelve and six in a, as an NFL starter. Minnesota fans, you got to be really happy that the uh, <laughs> that the Vikings had Case Keenum, who took you to an NFC championship, and Teddy Bridgewater, and another quarterback, who I can't even remember the third quarterback that they had that was okay. Christian Ponder? No, it was it was after Ponder. I can't remember uh, that year. They had like three decent quarterbacks, and then they, they gave 28 milli to... Uh, to Kirk Cousins. I never understood why they let Bridgewater go. I know he was injured, but he had come back. He was on the active roster by that. I thought that was well, a big he wasn't miss. spectacular in any way. No, I he mean, wasn't, but he won a lot of games in Minnesota. But he won a lot of games, right? Would he's you not rather, even spectacular right now, but he's Would winning. you rather have Kirk Cousins at 28, or would you rather have Bridgewater at 15? 
Oh, hundred percent for sure, Bridgewater. Hundred percent, right? There you and go. I'm not, I'm not disputing it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're on, you're on New Orleans, right? Sorry, I didn't. Uh, you're taking yes, New Orleans. Yes, New Orleans. Yes, yeah. New Orleans. Um, I'm, I'm taking Tampa Bay, and I'm not overreacting to what they did to the Rams uh, by any means. I mean, watch the game. I'm not a big um, look. I, I, one of my betting rules because I think everybody should have like measured betting rules. For me, I never bet against Bill Belichick, even if I love the yeah. game. I'd never bet against Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The other one, and I should probably start thinking about making don't bet against um, fart sniffer Sean. Um, wait, wait, what's the guy's name? Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Yeah, I was about to say Sean McVay. I knew that was all. Um, and one of my other rules is I'm just not going to put money on Jameis Winston because you never know. You just never know. And so, like, as, as a computer pick, if I'm in, like, a little free, like, Yahoo thing or something like that, um, you know, maybe I would do something like that. But I just wouldn't ever find myself going on Bavada and wagering on, um, you know, on our guy there, uh, Jameis Winston. Just no way. Uh, but I think this is a game that... You know, I look at New Orleans' defense and what they did to, to Dallas, and their their defensive line was a hornet's nest the whole freaking game. And Dallas couldn't get a first down to save their lives. When they were able to sustain a drive, the pass rush slowed down a little bit. I think Tampa can sustain drives, and I think they can take some of the bite out of that defense. Now, Lattimore, who locked down Amari Cooper, locking down Amari Cooper is a lot different than locking down uh, Mike Evans, who's about a foot taller than everybody out there. Right. I think just I'm just looking purely at the matchup. My computers like Tampa, which I was surprised by, um, and I like Tampa in the eye test. I just think this is a game that gives New Orleans a little bit of fits. Where everybody's hyping New Orleans now because they just took care of Seattle um, and Dallas in convincing fashion in both both wings. This is the time for a letdown. Um, again, this is a very weak argument for me. But I could see it happening. I could see it, I could see Tampa, you know, losing like twenty four to twenty three. You know, if they're getting three points, I'll take the points. Yeah, um, okay. But I'm not putting money on it, and I don't suggest anybody out there does either. Uh, daily fantasy wise, I think Winston has a good game if he can keep the the, uh, the interception tender control. If you're rotating uh, quarterbacks or your DFS, your daily fantasy, go ahead and do that. Um, don't like any of the running backs, but I think Mike Evans and uh, Chris Godwin are uh, starts. If you're going to pick one of those guys, I say Evans is the more likely one to blow up this week, even though he's going to be playing against Lattimore most likely. Uh, New Orleans, uh, Alvin Kamara, Mike Thomas, and that's it for me for New Orleans. All right, Brad, next game we have on the list. Uh, there's four left here. We have Denver, according to Bovada, plus 6.5. The 0-4 Broncos on the road, 6.5 points at the Los Angeles Chargers. Ooh, Chargers not getting a whole lot of love, are they? No, you know, not. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take Chargers based on the yeah, six and a half points. It's too alluring, you know. If, if it was seven and a half, I'd probably go the other way. So just based on the gambling perspective, um, Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, I'm actually with you on that. Melvin Gordon comes back this week as well. That's a big deal. <laughs> um, da- Denver has lost their best, um, basically the cornerstone of their defense, and Bradley Chubb. Uh, not to say that Von Miller isn't, but they were looking for Bradley Chubb to be the cornerstone of that defense and play that Khalil Mack type role there. Um, their their offense is just ravaged. It's, LA's defensive line is too good to play against a ravaged um, line. Denver's just had some bad luck injury wise, and it seems like they start every game a little slow offensively. I'm not a big fan of this offensive coordinator. I was I was really optimistic on them coming into the season, but the offensive coordinator just seems to be. Um, out of his element, maybe a little above his pay grade at this point. I just, 
I'm not liking what I'm seeing. I still believe in the defense. We'll be able to get things done at some point, but not in time for this game. I like the Chargers to cover at home. I have them 30 to 20. I will say this, Brad, my computer likes Denver with the six and a half, but I think I think LA covers this game. I think this could be a touchdown game, no problem. If this was in Denver, I'd probably take the six and a half there, but it's not. So there you go. Uh, Fantasy-wise, um, Philip Lindsay, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, if he plays, I think he's questionable. Cortland Sutton, um, I think they're all starts. I don't like anybody else. The starts for the Chargers, I would say, is definitely Gordon if he plays, if not Eckler. Um, actually, I think th- there's enough opportunity here, and Gordon will probably be eased back in if he even plays, that you could actually start both of those guys if you have them. Um, Keenan Allen and nobody else for the uh, for the Chargers. All right, three games left, Brad. We have, ooh, Green Bay's up, Brad. According to Bovada, plus three and a half at Dallas. Oh man, this is this is tough for me. Um, it's odd because Aaron Rodgers always plays really well in Dallas, and I I can't explain that one. Mm. Uh, so hey man, there's something to just confidence and knowing you can do it, right? Yeah, he plays well in that stadium, and uh, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that continues. I'm gonna take Green Bay again. I don't think I've, I've picked against them this year, and um, I think I'm what or maybe probably I three and one. No, 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 you did. You picked against them last week. You're 4-0 with the Packers. I did. I took Philly to cover, did I not? Yep, you did. Okay, so I got my finger on the pulse of this team, and uh, I like them to cover. Yeah, I think, and I'm going by matchup. I'm I'm not overreacting. I still like Dallas quite a bit. I know the argument, you know, Dallas opened the season with a weak schedule, and then they go into New Orleans and they lose against the first. I know the argument. We already talked about Dak Prescott and all that stuff. I'm going to take Green Bay, and here's why. I think think Dallas is a defense that if they're playing a worse team than them, they they should probably win and will win every game. They're at this point that consistent. Um, I think this is going to be a lower-scoring game. I think that Mike Pettin has that defense playing well. I think that they'll be able to limit what Ezekiel Elliott does. I think they'll be able to limit what Amari Cooper does. I don't think they'll be able to shut them down like, like like the Saints did, but I think they'll be able to limit them. I think Green Bay on the other side will be able to get some runs going, and I think that um, I think that uh, Rodgers will be able to pass. I just I I have this as a very very razor thin game. I actually have the um, the Packers winning by three. I think they're slightly better matchup match at this up. point. It's a good game. It's a good game. It's a good game. Good game. Like I think a lot of the NFC, from what I'm seeing, it's just matchup nightmare. A lot, like if the season ended today, I could make six or seven different Super Bowl picks based on what the matchups are. Yeah, right. Uh, you know? So here's here's the thing about this week is the way that Philly ran on uh, Green Bay was just it was gross. Yeah. And so what's Dallas gonna do with right. Zeke? Right. So that's the only thing that leads me to believe that. Uh, that Dallas would come out ahead, but at some point Green Bay's got to recover and figure that out. I mean, yeah. what those gaping holes cannot keep existing, right? right? So I, I think, uh, yeah, I think they'll be able to keep Dallas's defense off, the, you know, on the field. I should say they'll be able to extend right. I, I really do. I think this is a field goal game either way, and I think yeah. the Packers are going to sneak in and take one here. Uh, both teams coming off of losses. Um, the Packers also have that extra time to game plan. Um, sure. You know, we've been talking – something we talked about over the weekend too, Brad, is is the play calling. You've liked what LaFleur has done to start the game. He just hasn't been able to adjust. Well, Kellen Moore, you know, the jury's still out on him. I would say probably that, you, that, that same contact is fair. So the play callers, I just don't see any any real advantage. Um, so more than three points either way I think is too much for me. Um, yeah, so, uh, so there you go, Green Bay. If I'm looking at fantasy football here – 
I think like it is going to be kind of a lower scoring game. I actually don't love any of the projections for Green Bay and Daily Fantasy. Um, you know, you're always going to start Aaron Jones. I think that's a solid one. I think you're always going to start um, Devontae Adams. I think that's a small, a solid one. Now, Dallas, on the other hand, I think you're always going to start um, um, uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Amari Cooper. And those are pretty much my picks here. So it's going to come down to a couple plays. I think it's going to be really, really tight. Um, and I think Green Bay will get it done, but we'll see what happens. Um, there you go. Next game on the list. This is an interesting one. I was surprised the line is what it is, Brad. But I have Indianapolis, according to Bovada, plus 11 at Kansas City. Kansas City. For yep. sure. Yeah, I think they get back on the horse, man, and win an easy one. For sure. Easy, easy pick. One of my favorites of the week. I think I actually am with Indianapolis unless T.Y. Hilton's out another week. or if oh, okay. Ma- okay, so T.Y. Hilton and Marlon Mack both have to play. If one or the other is out or if both are out, I'm back on Kansas City. Okay? So I, I just I think Indianapolis is good. Indianapolis is one of these teams. <clears throat> There's a few of them in the NFL. Like, I'll give you an example, Brad. So we were watching Baltimore. Baltimore's pass defense is suspect right now. They got to clean it up. Um, I'll give you another example. Just okay, Kansas City. They they give up chunk yardage in the passing game. Um, there are other teams that give up too much yardage in the running game. Indianapolis is one of these teams that's just consistent in every single phase and getting better and better. And you can't really game plan against a team like that because they're just going to take what they give you. And now Oakland came out, and they, and they handled Indianapolis last week, and good for them. Um, and they were able to shut down the run, and that kind of is what happened. But Brissett had good numbers. Um, there was just you know a couple things bounced the other way, and, and so, you, so it goes. But I like Indianapolis. I'm not down on them. I do think Kansas City will win the game. I think they are far and away a better team just because of what they can do offensively. But 11 to me, with the, the rate that Kansas City gives up passing yardage, I think T.Y. Hilton could take advantage of that if he plays. Um now, I mean, Kansas City's if, – if, I'm sorry, if T.Y. Hilton doesn't play, then Indianapolis is down basically two receivers going into this game, and that, that advantage, I think, kind of goes away. So that's where I am. It's, it's really about that injury report, and we'll be watching that, and I think we'll have that ready to go uh, in the pick six episode. Um, fantasy-wise, I like Brissett. Like I said, Kansas City gives up yardage. He'll get those, whether it's going to be thrown to T.Y. Hilton or thrown to tight ends. Uh, I like Marlon Mack. I think he's a weekly play. Hilton, I think, is a slam dunk play if he's healthy. And I like both tight ends here in the uh, in the game. Kansas City, uh, Mahomes is a slam dunk. We'll see if uh, Damian Williams comes back. If Damian Williams comes back, I think both he and McCoy are worth starts. Um, t- um, uh, Tyreek Hill's out. Um, that's unfortunate because if he was playing, I have him projected at over 40. So that gives you a sense of uh, what I think that this uh, this team would do. So since he's not, I think this is a game, if you're looking for daily fantasy sleeper, McCole Hardman could sneak in there with some deep, um, fast speed routes behind the scenes. And I think Kelsey has his best game of the year against this Indianapolis defense. Last game, Brad, Monday Night Football. Uh, we have Cleveland, according to Bovada, plus three and a half at San Francisco. San Francisco mm. coming off the bye week. Dude, I, I will be honest. I never saw Cleveland playing so well. I never saw it coming. I thought it, it's like they finally got on board with with run first. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but not to discount Baker Mayfield, man. Every time I looked up, he was buying himself time and delivering a strike. Was yep. he not? He was. So, you know – do I think they're the the 92 Cowboys? No, but yeah. you'd have to think they have enough talent on this team to play well some weeks. And they played well last week, and they played really sound football. They, yeah, they came out they and did. punched Baltimore so I gotta in the face. Eat it. I got to eat it. And um, 
I don't know if that can continue two weeks in a row. In a row. I'm going to go San Francisco. You are? Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. That was like the, the twist to end all twists there, that pick. I thought yeah, for sure was, you were going yeah. Cleveland. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I had to give them props. So I'm, the point is I'm not dumping yeah, on them. Yeah. And I'm not saying they were, they were fantastic last week. And that may be one of the most impressive wins of the year when it's all said and done. But, uh, yeah, to twist it, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And um, I, I, I've been seeing this all season. You heard me kind of saying this. like, And, and you, Brad, I think this is a, the first time that you really watched a lot of you know um, um, Nick Chubb play. And that run, yep. his touchdown run, both of us were just like, holy crap. Because you know the guy's big. The safeties. I mean, he they, he just left them all in the dust. And, the guys actually gave up. Yeah, I know. And and um and it wasn't that the safeties like, you know, the safeties were crashing up and they got juked and then they you know so Chubb had like a ten yard start. The safeties were running after him and Chubb was just taken aback. I've been saying this ever since I saw him last year. It was madness because when Hugh Jackson was coaching this team. You know, you would you I would watch these games as I do. I watch every game, and I would see Chubb get in there, and he was the third string quarterback or running back at the time behind um, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson, and he would come in and he would get five touches a game, and he would take two of them for fifty yard touchdowns. So he'd have like stat lines of like six touches, a um, hundred yards, and two touchdowns. It's like why aren't they putting this guy in the game more? Well, they finally like got rid of that old coaching staff, and um, Freddie Kitchens last year was leaning on Chubb to end the year, and the dude was a monster. And then all of the hype that comes. This is something we talked about, Brad, coming into the season. All that hype gets started, and it's like it starts off like they're trying to be the freaking 90, 90 to 93 Bills, like throwing the ball, running, gun, and yeah. stuff. It's like, bro, like don't forget the best offensive weapon on this team. It's not OBJ. In my opinion, other people argue that's fine. It's not OBJ. It's not Landry. It's not Mayfield. It's freaking Chubb. You have Nick Chubb. Yeah. You have a guy yeah. who I've been saying, and I don't, I don't think anybody who watched that play, Brad, that we were just talking about, can argue with me against at this point. I say he's a top five, if not the top running back in this league in terms of pure talent. And I say maybe Saquon Barkley's in there. I don't know. Sure. But I would, give the, I would give it to Chubb because he can run between the tackles, and that's not Barkley's game. Barkley is he, – he's got a great game, don't get me wrong, but if I was drafting a, a, a one running back in a fantasy – not a fantasy draft, but like a, if I was a GM and I was like, hey, you got the first pick of running backs, pick a running back, it would be Chubb, man. It really honestly would be. You could put him on any team. It may be Ezekiel Elliott, but, you know, Elliott's kind of a weird guy, so I'll take Chubb just based on personality. But, like, those two – I mean, it's, it's, it's just incredible, the talent. And, um, and I just don't understand why they go away from Chubb. I think if they ran Chubb on the goal line against the Rams, they could have stolen that game against L.A., um, but they went to Baker Mayfield on, on first and goal from the five four straight times with three timeouts and 40 seconds in a minute. They could have run a, at least once with Chubb. Come on. I don't have any faith in uh, Kitchens, man. Um, if, if, if they show me for the third game in a row, uh, because they did run a lot against the Rams, if they show me that they're willing to give Chubb more than 20 carries, I'm going to turn around hard on this team because they have the talent and they need Chubb. They need that threat of him running to open more things up for, uh, for Mayfield so he can slide in the pocket and do what he does. And uh, I don't have faith in Kitchens, so that's why I'm going to take the 49ers. I do think that um, the 49ers, to give them some love here, uh, they're coming off a bye week. They're 3-0. and I don't love where their offense is at, but they run the ball, and they have a nasty defensive line. Okay, um, Cleveland has a nice defensive line, and they decide to run the ball sometimes. So I'm going right. to go with San Francisco there. They're at home. Um, I, like the, I like the Browns if they run the ball. My only reason I'm not picking them is because I don't have faith in Freddie Kitchens. Um, fantasy wise, 
I don't even love Chubb, but I think he's a weekly start in fantasy leagues. I don't love him this week. Again, it's it's the Kitchens factor. I th- actually think Landry outscores um, Odell Beckham this week. I like Seals Jones. Keep your eye out for him. Um, now that um, what's his face and Joku's on the IR, Seals Jones they snapped him up. And, uh, and he got in the end zone last week. He's somebody you want to pay attention to in fantasy circles. Uh, I do think that Garoppolo outscores Mayfield. I do think that if Tevin Coleman plays, he outscores Chubb. I do think that um, Debo Samuel and, uh, and Marquise Goodwin do well. And I like uh, George Kittle every week. I just think San Francisco is going to win this game. I think they're going to control the line of scrimmage defensively and offensively. And I think that uh, Garoppolo at this point, I would take him over uh, Baker Mayfield just as a pure quarterback. So there you have it. There's a week of picks, Brad. Yes, sir. All right, let me see. Just I'm just going to review um, because we actually disagreed. Um, you love some games that I disagreed with and vice versa. And that's how this thing goes. But I'm trying to find the ones we agreed on here. We, we agreed on Baltimore minus 3.5 at Pittsburgh. Uh, uh-huh. we, we agreed on Buffalo plus 3 at Tennessee. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. We agreed on um, Oakland plus 4.5 at home against Chicago. We're taking those points on the home team. Yeah, yeah. We're taking uh, Jacksonville plus three and a half on the road against Carolina. Um, then we don't agree again. Uh, we agree on Philadelphia with the caveat that Sam Darnold doesn't play. If Sam Darnold plays, I'm on the Jets, and you're on the Eagles either either way. If yeah. Luke Falk plays, I'm on the Eagles there. Uh, what else do we got? We're both on the Chargers against uh, minus six and a half against Denver. We're both on the Green Bay Packers to upset the Dallas Cowboys. They're getting three and a half points. Um, I'm with you on Kansas City if either Mac or T.Y. Uh, um, um, Hilton is out. And then we're both on uh, the San Francisco 49ers. So we actually did have a, have a lot of agreement at the end of the day there. What an episode, Brad. What an episode. Yes, sir. I can't you wait to it. take a nap. I'm still hurting from this weekend. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just a little bit slow. You know, I, I, I haven't been enthused about the things I've had to do <laughs> to this point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, it's that, like, who would have thought that, that drinking all night Saturday and eating like crap on Sunday would, would cause that? Yeah, I And know. lack of sleep. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward. I got to be up at 5 tomorrow. Oh. I have to get up and network. Yeah, yeah. You need to, you need to go to bed early tonight. You know, it's a rough life. What can I say? Yeah, I know. You know, it's really difficult to be a tall white male in America. Yeah, I know. You know, right? that's a rough one. With all your hair in your 30s. With all my hair. Yeah. I mean, geez, I got to get up early tomorrow. Yeah. Everyone feels sorry for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and overlooking your uh, your condo in Miami that yeah, overlooks right. all the mansions and the city skyline. That is like the most beautiful view I've it seen. If it fantastic. weren't for the, if it weren't for the humidity, I would be chasing that in retirement. But I can't deal with the yeah. humidity in Miami. You want to know something, dude? I think I'm a little older because I finally got used to the humidity. I believe it. it I got bother me. I got to Florida and that warm, wet air. Like I didn't have any any asthma or breathing problems as soon as I got back to Chicago from that flight. Um, my, my lungs started burning immediately. I was like, I, I told my wife, I was like, geez, we might have to, might have to get a place in Florida. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just so I'm actually better. bothered when I go to a place without humidity, my skin freaks yeah. out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like instantaneous. Oh, really yeah. Wild. Yeah, no my... wonder old people moved to Florida. I mean, I know. But... go figure. Yeah. Go figure. All right, man. I think we can call that an episode. Uh, thanks for the time. Everybody, um, you know, pay attention, especially on YouTube, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash the underdog. Um, Brad and I um, will also be coming back later in the week for the Pick 6 podcast, which also simulcasts on YouTube, uh, where we pick our six favorite games. Um, I named uh, the the games off that we agreed on, so we'll be choosing between those. um, And I'll see if I can convince Brad that picking Washington um, 
I would I would bet Washington if they were getting 45 points, but not if they're only getting 16. So yeah, okay, all right, I feel you. You know what? You've been right about New England so far. Yeah. Remember when I tried to take Miami? Why do I keep trying to go against Belichick? What's my problem, <laughs> I dude? I, don't I just know. don't. I don't like big lines. I just I know, like, and that's a, that's a hey, that's a betting principle that that is true, tried and true. You know, the home team's getting 16 points there. You know, I'll never feel comfortable going against that. You know yeah, what I, I mean? Or going with that, whichever way you want to put it. It just yeah. never sits right. So that's that's the only place I'm coming from. Yep, I hear you. All right, man. So, uh, hey, everybody out there, go out, make some bets. Check in with us with the pick six and get paid.